1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another outstanding edition of Ghost Chronicles, The Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England zone, Van Helsink. And with me, all the way from her dock dungeon in East Bridgewater, is the blonde bombshell herself, and Kerrigan.
2: Well, good evening. It's there not dark. Go. I don't have a dark dungeon. I have a nice cozy. I don't know. I've cozy... never been
1: in. I've never been in there. It's so... nice
2: cozy. It has red walls. It's rich. Red? Red. Oh my god. It's. I have red walls.
1: I don't even want to. I'm not even going to go there.
2: It's awesome. It's not like a like a you a know budello? like a hmm
1: like a bedello.
2: I don't even understand what you're saying. A, a, a bedello? Bud-
1: yes. A yeah. bedello? No red walls that's bordello
2: oh goodness no it's classy red walls thank you very much anyways it's scarcely a dungeon it's very comfortable hmm. so how are you merry christmas
1: well not quite yet but that's fine. <laughs> so anyways i'm really excited because we've got a guy on a show that i've been trying to get on for quite a while and he's always got a Put the kids to bed or write a book or, uh, you know, Aww. track a Bigfoot or something. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to have him on the show today. So uh, he is someone that I knew a long time ago. I haven't seen him like forever. Last time, in fact, I saw him, we were like, tromping through the Freetown State Forest looking know, for right? puck budgies. But he is. Uh,
3: deep, deep in the swamps of uh, Florida, unfortunately. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't worry. Trump's going to drain him. No problem. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, then we'll find yes. him again, won't we? Yeah, we wow. will. I, I know, Chris. Hi. It has been so long. I It's probably been like... How long have you been in Florida? Like six years? Oh,
3: my word. No, I've been in Florida eight years.
2: Uh, Seriously? Um,
3: eight been, years? Uh, wow. Eight years now, yeah. my Almost now coming up with eight and a half years, actually. Last time I saw Ron was... Uh, during my, uh, um, my getaway bash um, that uh, you guys can listen to that show on, on the archives. It's pretty cool. And I think <laughs> the last time I've seen you in was like 10 years ago.
2: Oh, it was, yes. Yes. I, like, I don't even know. buttonwood No, it wasn't Buttonwoods. It couldn't be. No, it couldn't be 10 I years. Think was, uh,
3: yeah, I think it was either, uh, it was one oh, of the events, either the one at uh, Gately or the one at, um, uh, the one at the uh, Houghton Mansion, one or the other. I can't remember which it was. I think it
2: was the Houghton Mansion. So, so it is. But yeah. You're right. Uh-huh. you're right. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, oh my, it's nice to hear old. your voice.
4: It's nice to hear your voice. <laughs> Thank you. I know.
2: How does that <laughs> much you. time go by and we're like, oh, no, it couldn't possibly, <laughs> couldn't possibly be that much time. I know.
3: It, it does seem, It does seem like just yesterday that, yes, Ron, we, that we were in the Freetown State Forest and... And our little video together has got something like 75,000 hits or something like that. So it's, you know, you and I taking out Marines is, has is become quite the popular clip yeah, around the YouTube. But, Chris,
4: <laughs> think about
1: that. If I get 75,000 hits on your little video, but it's been on uh, Monsters Destination. It's in the right. Ridgewater Triangle movie. It's, like, all over the place. Uh,
4: yeah. and people,
1: people, Did I'll you
4: get your video. check? Ha! <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm still waiting know. on mine, too, brother,
1: so don't worry about it. Wait oh, we, don't even, okay. we don't even get identified in a movie. How bad is that? Oh,
2: <laughs> <wow>. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, I, know. I
1: think if I got a credit,
3: it would be Guy with Backward Pat. There
2: it you would go. Be guy nice, with, guy credit with that. on that.
1: <laughs> woman woman <laughs> screaming on the ground and man tackling. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I backwards take, her, take her high, Ron. Take her low, Chris. <laughs> that would be the... That would be the... <laughs> I, I, I have to admit that was one of the most uh, fun, uh, you know, intriguing, and there was some little bit of that that stuff there. But it, on the whole, it was a, a, a really a fun uh, uh, expedition or investigation, and, and I really appreciate you and asking us to do that because that was that was a lot of a lot of fun. And and Dan, I will always remember Dan uh, Parsons uh, with us. He's he's passed to the other side right now, which means he died. Yeah. But uh, you know, it, it's got good memories of that. So, I had a, gra- had yeah, a and great, it was, sli- know, great was- slide and tackle. That's all I can say.
3: <laughs> well, I'm I'm well trained, and I that was wasn't the first one I had done on Marine either. So, um, oh, yeah, I, mean, that really? was, you know, I I brought <laughs> I brought the team out there to get um, what happens when you mix high tech equipment uh, with a medium, a trans medium. Um, look at the, same, looking at the same location, the same team has got, you know, something at that time was not readily available to most investigators. He only had who's on the fire department. And then you have Marines channeling, you know, whatever happens uh, at the theophonnet ledge. And I wanted to, for the, for the book, Picture Yourself, Go Something, I wanted to get that kind of, that paradox of this group that works like that. So I really thank you guys for helping me out with that.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, so, right. you're back and forth. I haven't heard anything for a while. Then all of a sudden, I saw a couple of little uh, notices on Facebook about this new thing, Legend tripping. Mm-hmm. What's this all about?
3: So, yeah. So, I had been out probably pretty much since I've been down here. Um, you know, I wrote a few books uh, while I was on Florida soil, but I've been pretty much out of the paranormal world. Um it just kind of, I didn't really know what my place was in it. And, you know, it kind of gotten really far from what I had originally been in. Mm-hmm. And I was just laying low. And um, But, you know, the stories are still what drive me. You know, I've never been, even though I've written books about it, I've never really been much on the tech side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things where I was, this is actually what the thought process was at one point. I was going on in my head about uh, back in the day when I was your co-host <laughs> for a brief while. Oh general, uh, one was that? Away. <laughs> that was, I um, had back in like maybe 04, 05. Who the um, hell knows? Back, the in your, back in your Lawrence studio through...
1: days. They don't uh, last
3: <laughs> long. <laughs> you, know, you know how long people could stay on him before? And uh, hey, we, were, hey, we were interviewing Hey, baby,
2: I just want to say it's been almost six years.
3: What? Three? How it'll time be flies? Six years in
2: May.
1: Seriously,
3: I remember Serious. just saying like, "And should I? Shouldn't I?" I said, "No way! Don't go with Anne. There's so many more people out there you can Thank you, but... <laughs> thank
4: you,
1: thank you so no, much. And I'll remember she, that. She, <laughs> and she, she really, she really means that sincerely. By the way, she, thanks, Chris. And she really means
4: it.
3: <laughs> I was, uh, I was on the, I was hosting the show, and, I, and we were interviewing Derek Bartlett uh, from Capers.
4: Oh yeah! And, oh yeah! And
3: yeah. and he had said something to me of the effect of. Well, you know, you're you're much more into the research than getting out in the field, anyway. Um, and you know that kind of for a while, for a while I was almost offended by that. Um, and then you know, down here recently, I've just been kind of rolling that idea in my head that he, when he said that and all that stuff, and I'm thinking, you know what? I always have been much more into the research and the historical side of things. Um, and the best times that I had uh, as an investigator, I had when I was not really investigating, but rather Going to sites and kind of doing what people had done in the past to kind of spark uh, some kind of activity. Um, And I always was so much more interested in interviewing people, talking about their experiences, doing research on a location to see what kind of might be um, what's going on there, what people have said in the past about it, what are the stories that the locals are telling. Um, And I kind of just got this idea of kind of, you know, stripping myself of equipment. Going out and experiencing the haunting the way an average person, someone who wasn't into ghosts, would experience it. The way they would when they were a teenager and they'd hear about a haunted bridge and they'd go out and they'd, you know, they'd, you know, scream something over the side that was supposed to spark activity and they would freak each other out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I thought, well, why not, why not investigate those things? Why not look into those things? Look into the backstory of these things and see, and this is ultimately like where I love to live, is, see what it says about that community, see what it says about the stories we tell. Um, so for me, it's so much more about the people that are involved rather than the actual uh, ghost that might be attached to it. Hmm. So that's my plan. Um, my co-host and I, Natalie, Chris, are going out. We're researching. Uh, we're starting here locally, uh, but we have a larger road trip planned where we're planning on cutting up through middle America doing this uh, next oh, summer. Cool. And we're just finding these locations, hearing about them, hearing about them from historical societies, not paranormal investigators, mm-hmm. um, that there's, oh, there's this famous place, and this happens there, and then going there and experiencing it. But before we ever get there, kind of talking about what is our process, how are we looking into the history of it, what is the history, but also like, hey, once this person told me this, I then contacted this guy. Um, I'm not sure how interesting that's going to be for the audience, but it's, Incredibly interesting for me, so I'm just going to live off that for a while.
2: <laughs> you know, I, you just never know. I mean, I think if it's something that you're passionate about, there's always people who share your same passion. So, absolutely, go for it. You know. Yeah, I well, I mean, there's... I think that. Go, no, ahead, go ahead, Ron.
3: Nope. Oh, like, I, I think that I mean we've played out the the investigator part of it. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. There are still good people out there investigating. There's still good people like yourselves writing about it. Um, and so that's covered. But I think that there's something else. And, and with all the evidence that we've compiled and all of the the, um, the, the the research we've done, and we haven't really come across any answers. And I really don't think there are answers for what is out there,
4: right. if
3: something is really out there. I don't think it's going to gain acceptance as some kind of science. But what is, remains is what this says about us. You know, what you if you track ghost stories throughout the years and even then track it through different communities, you see that these ghosts have an important role to play uh, in our daily lives and then in our societal lives. And that's kind of what the things that I'm looking at and hopefully getting freaked out along the way.
2: (laughs) Chris, you have quite a number of books and we haven't heard from you for a little while. Would you like Mm -hmm. to throw us some names of some of your books for, for those who are listening? So they can find sure. You? um Sure.
3: Yeah, the, my local uh, Massachusetts ones, which are primarily about the Bridgewater Triangle, mm-hmm. um, are the unoriginal title Ghost of the Bridgewater Triangle <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Dark Woods, which I think is a much better book, uh, which is about free, the Freetown State Forest that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, then I have two books that are uh, how to manuals, like kind of like dummy guides without the dummy, uh-huh. um, and that's well, Picture Yourself go Ghost work. Hunting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that section is labeled dummy. Um, Picture yourself ghost hunting and Picture yourself capturing ghosts on film. Don't buy Picture yourself capturing ghosts on film. It's a horrible, horrible book. Um, and <laughs> then my two uh, my two kind of uh, United States books are Ghostly Adventures, which there are two different editions of that. Um, and then my most recent one, which is about, I think, three years old now, is um, Haunted Objects. So it's Tim Weisberg and I kind of collecting stories about haunted oh, objects yeah. and kind of some of the folklore attached to them, and then real stories.
2: Mm-hmm. Excellent, thank yeah, you. Yeah,
1: actually, we had Tim on uh, the uh, video production yeah. and uh, on that book alone. So yeah, yeah.
2: can you? We would all- uh, have
1: had you, but you were on the floor. Yeah, can,
2: yeah can if can only there was some get kind of technology books you on can get, uh, Amazon. Oh yeah,
3: you can get all those books on Amazon. Awesome. Um, I'll
2: put it on a website on a uh, Facebook page. Yeah,
3: haunted objects and ghostly adventures are, you know, at at brick and mortar Barnes and Nobles usually, and and the other two are kind of uh, they're nearing their out of printness, but um, but they can still be definitely bought online.
2: Excellent, excellent.
4: All
1: you right. know, I heard the other books, but I, I wasn't aware that you did ghostly adventures. Uh, that sounds like a cool book. Uh, can you give us a, a little bit of synopsis about it?
3: Sure. Uh, Ghostly Adventures was actually my very first book. Um, it's my biggest seller, which is unfortunate because I get no royalties on it, but it's, <laughs> it's my biggest uh, seller. Um, that sucks. Uh, and it is, it is uh, if you, have you ever heard of the Everything Ghost book?
1: Yeah. Oh, I have. A yeah. favorite
3: actually. Well, basically, they asked me to rewrite that book and then add a whole bunch of ghost stories to it. Um, so the first part of the book is kind of like a, a bringing that book up to speed, because that book probably is like 15 years old by now. Um, and then the second half of the book, or the three-fourths of the book, I should say, are all different kind of ghost stories which are broken down by regions of the country. So there's a whole bunch of uh, Ouija board stories that are all across the country, and then the rest of it is kind of ghosts from the south, ghosts from the north, ghosts to the west, ghosts oh, okay. from, the, from the middle of the country. And it was a really uh, interesting Um, book to do because it was my first thing. I just put out all these feelers to to investigators and what existed as as ghost websites and ghost boards at the time, and I had a lot of amazing stories, and some of those I'm actually revisiting now, uh, working on some of the things I'm doing. So That's
4: cool.
1: I I remember going with you uh, uh, to Dungeon Rock. Do you remember that? Mm
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah you that, know, that, that was uh, a fun adventure as well. And uh, someone told me, and I, I haven't been there for a long time, but they, they say you can't go into the rock anymore. Well,
3: probably after Maureen almost killed
1: herself in the rock, you
3: probably, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they probably decided. Yeah, and that's a really, you know, that's like if I were up north, that would be something that would fall under what I'm doing now because, you know, it's not many story. people... Yeah, not many people can actually say, oh, I've experienced this, but everyone, you know, in that area knows the story of it. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone knows the story of the, of the, you know, he did it for so long. Did his psychic imprint uh, happen to, happen to, um, you know, uh, leave itself there even after he died or, or was he really, um, told by spirits like where to dig for the gold? And if so, yeah, why are the spirits we're, so we're horrible that they didn't give them a really and, good and, uh,
1: spot? I'm sure, sure, uh, Chris, that there are members of the audience that aren't aware of the story. Could you give us a, a brief synopsis of it, please? It starts I can't. I don't pirates. remember names. Not, it
3: starts yeah. with the pirates, right? I'm pretty sure it, it, it starts with... Um, it, it can, now, you probably remember better than me, so if, I, if I'm getting the stories mixed, that's what I do for a living as a folklore, so it's, it's okay. okay. Um, a pirate landed in... Um, what well, is well, It's not, it, was it Lawrence? No, it's not Lawrence. It's Lynn, Lynn. Len. Lynn.
4: Lynn.
3: Yes, okay. Lynn, Lynn, and, Yep. And he slammed down money. Uh, on the counter. Uh, I remember something about he was carrying all these chains, and he asked for all, all right, this equipment. okay,
1: I'll changed. take the story. <laughs> <laughs> all right, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. It, it actually uh, starts with uh, Yara, and of course, I, I can't remember names, so that's where you are much better than I am. All right. But uh, a pirate lands, and they go up the uh, river, and they go into the woods, and there's four of them, and the British get wind of it, and they ambush them in the woods, and they capture three of them, one Escapes and he goes up to Dungeon Rock and supposedly buries his treasure there. And uh, he goes in and out of town uh, doing a lot jobs as peddlers and I mean as uh, what do you call it, fixing shoes and stuff like that, all different things. And then he is killed in an earthquake. Uh, uh, we do have him up here, believe it or not, and is caving basically. And then fast forward several years later, there's a spiritualist who uh, supposedly. Uh, buys land, comes in contact with him, and uh, tells him where the treasure is, and he follows uh, the leads to try to dig where this treasure is. So it, it, that's roughly the story, as far as I know it, anyways.
3: Don't you my- remember there was a part, though, where he slammed money down on the counter and he had all those chains, and there's a, thing, they have the chains in the museum down there?
1: No, I don't know. That I'm part. not
3: going. I'm not going crazy. I remember. There, I remember there being no, changes in no. the story and, and money on no, the no, counter.
1: I, I was sure you the raw. I mean, it's a, it's an old story, and it and it happened a long time ago. And uh, it doesn't mean I had all the uh, you know all the answers to it. you know. This is the pots that I know. There are probably other parts right. I do not know. So, uh, you know, that's you know that's one of the things that. Uh, that really gets me and, and a lot of these people uh people that write books and, and have internet stuff and everything else uh is that they they you know they know like I just did I maybe I know what I know, but necessarily not all of it, and you know you do that part there so but I'm not afraid to say, okay, well okay, I don't know that part, but the, it doesn't mean you know that someone's right or wrong, but people get very offensive because you know you don't you're not the all knowing thing. But, you know, we're on this earth learning. We're always learning. When we stop learning, we'll probably be dead. This is well, true.
3: Well, you know, and it's, and it's as the folklore side of me, love that aspect of it, love the fact that bits and pieces get put together, and love the fact that people are dead straight on what their version of the story is. No, it happened like this. This is exactly yeah. the way it happened. <laughs> and I just sit back and say, that's amazing. You tell me your story. You know, just so you know, it's going to get mixed with, like, five other versions of the story. But yeah. you tell me what you know and what you love because, you know, what they remember. And that, that's why you so many times find that hauntings kind of take the uh, the status of urban legends, right? Because when you're telling about a haunted location, you automatically want people to feel the spirit of what, no pun intended, of what you're saying,
4: mm.
3: right? The details are sometimes like, okay, I want you to, but I want you to understand how scared I was, or how scary this place is, or how much is important. And so what they do is they insert, usually, like, people that they don't really know into it. Like, no, 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 it really, it was my cousin's best friend who saw it. Like, <laughs> And that's how, that's how they start to become, like, these hauntings. Like, Rocket Dundee Road in Massachusetts, which we, you and I looked into as well, is, is very similar to that in terms of, like, you know, people are... Um, um, I'm sorry, Dudley Road is what I meant to say. W- um, yeah, people I, I are. That's yeah, met, but I, I, couldn't. Yeah, you know, yeah. To... Rockedendy Road yeah. is another great haunted, haunted, uh, uh urban legend in Massachusetts. Yeah. But, um, it, you know, people are dead set on their version of that story. You know, mm-hmm. and you can, you can, you can give them the information about you know what the what the content was and all this stuff like that, and just people are like, no, nope, this is what I know, this is what I experienced, or this is what someone I know experienced, mm-hmm. um, and. That part of our haunted tradition is kind of getting lost in this world of, you know, let's prove it, let's document it, it's on camera. We didn't get any evidence; it's not real. We're using words like debunk and reveal, and not kind of, and people saying, "No, what someone experience is not valid because it's not scientific. It's only this." And, and I'm like, "Sure, that's fine. You have your science. I'll have like what has existed for
1: Right. And. <laughs> The thing is, though, is that these stories, and and that's how a lot of them come to be, but now with electronic uh, gossip, it's so much easier. I remember, uh, you know, the Houghton Mansion, when I went and looked it up on Wikipedia, it was, the information on there was totally wrong, according to the historian uh, that we had spoken to. And and what I knew, it was just, like, totally different. And... uh, that's unfortunate rule because if someone who is, like, really lazy and they want to learn something about they'll go to Wikipedia and say, oh, my God, <laughs> see, this is it. Right. And if, you, and if I try to tell them that, or, or you you or, or the historian, they would say, no, that's that's not right. Uh, you know, I, oh, I, I no. did re, I did research on it.
2: You mean God. Wikipedia <laughs> is wrong? Oh,
3: my God. But, you know, like, I, for example, I started, you know, before the days of Wikipedia and – one of the locations that I'm known for is Profile Rock in Freetown, and I collected versions of, of different stories from people. Um, I saw references in old books to, to um, you know, so what I thought was real, you know, people retelling, retelling, talking about how it had always been that way, and that the, the Wampanoag Native tribes who saw this rock formation thought it looked like Massasoit, one of their chiefs, for centuries, and... And that, that, that was solid rock truth to me. You know what I'm saying? That was the truth of it. It existed like that for centuries. And then once again, you know, to bring up Derek, Derek Bartlett comes out um, with information. that No, that was created because they were doing um, explosions nearby or something like that. And it created, the, it created that face. That face is fairly new. And I'm like mind blown there i mean this is like i said before wikipedia there were sites all over historical sites even like you know uh free Time historical society and other places like that talking about how this rock had existed like that for centuries and was revered and sacred and then boom we come out with the truth so it really is difficult to kind of like sift through all that stuff and come up with what the truth is and and quite frankly right now that's only part of the truth because to me the story of what Profile Rock has become is also, in and of itself, its own story now, because it's not even quote-unquote
1: real. It takes on its own life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's, I dig that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There, you know, I mean, there is, uh, there have been uh, at least a couple that I know of of haunted house experiments where they've taken a house that was totally, uh, no reports of hauntings at all, everything made up a backstory, and uh, you know, they they brought people in there, investigators and stuff, and sure enough, uh, you know, they came up with the the ghost that haunts the place, even though he never existed until they made him up.
3: Yeah, I mean, I tell the story about how I did that same thing when when I was teaching in Lawrence. Uh, we were at it was a new school, but it was in an old school building, and uh, it was maybe three years in, and one of the other English teachers and I decided that every school has to have a good ghost. You know what I'm saying? Like, every school's got to have a good ghost story attached to it. So her and I invented our own ghost. We invented this whole backstory to it, a location, um, and oddly enough, it was a a Catholic school, uh, but they were very progressive, and they let me teach paranormal investigating at school. Cool. And so it was like a little elective that we did every Friday, and we got evidence of the exact ghost that we created. You know, like, she identified herself by the name we gave. Uh, we were able to get uh, evidence on multiple platforms at the same time, and it was like, did we just create this, or was there a ghost all around all, all the time, just waiting to be named?
2: Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe you just psychically struck upon it. Who knows? Right. I mean, you know, and it, it's um,
3: um, you know, and and I think part of what part of what uh, um, Natalie and I are doing is trying to. Um, Trying to inject some kind of energy into these locations mm-hmm. and hope that the actual looking uh, brings something about as well so the so on one level we're looking for um, we're looking for stories and hauntings that might be old that really nothing's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. When we go out there and actually trip that legend, uh, but the other part of it is, you know, we kind of think that these these things take on a life of their own sometimes, and whether we're yeah. igniting an old ghost or whether we're actually um, kind of giving the energy and, and putting ourselves out there to to create these new ones that kind of fulfill the backstory of themselves, um, both of those ideas are exciting to us.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, we are coming up to the break, so we got to take a little break here now. Uh, and and I believe that. I believe that, you know, I mean, in fact, it's 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 more than just in Ghost Hunt that we create our own reality. But we'll talk a little bit more about that after the break. You'll listen to Ghost Chronicles, Next Generation with Dan Carrigan and Ron Colick. Our very special guest is Chris Belzano. We'll be right back after the following messages right here on Tojanet Pararex and Astronet.
0: an oasis in this hectic world.
2: Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest this evening, author and legend tripper, Chris Balzano.
3: Oh, now, do you say everyone's a special guest or do you just say me? Yeah,
2: oh, it's, say just, it's just you.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's everybody, you know. <laughs> I feel so hate, dirty. Even, even if we hate them, we just say it's We
2: love us. all our guests. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay, right. It's right, okay. right. I was just thinking that, yeah. Sure. Whatever. I'm here.
2: Everybody who agrees to come, <laughs> who agrees to come on this show has got to be special. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you mean? That's the the all I of? have to <laughs> say. <laughs> yeah, okay. Whatever.
3: I'm just happy that after all this time, Ron can pronounce my name right. Why? So,
1: right, did I know, say
3: it? Uh, say it again for me. Balzano. No, Balzano. No, that sounds disgusting. I don't, I know it. I'm a middle school teacher.
2: Trust me. Wow. Yeah. No, <laughs> I can't even imagine what they do with that, but we won't go there. Well, whatever. But Ron got it mostly right. So.
1: Mostly right. Yes.
2: Mostly. Yeah.
1: mostly. So, so this, this new venture, you, is, uh, is it available anywhere somebody can see or uh, do you have a, if someone wanted to contact you, how could they, they do that?
3: Yep. The, um, the main website right now, it's a WordPress site. So it, um, trippingonlegends.wordpress.com um, you can get the podcast which is called Tripping on Legends it's supposed to drop on iTunes uh, but it hasn't yet but you can get it on Google Play uh, it's just Tripping on Legends and okay. then um, we, we create a video of it uh, for every episode and that's up on YouTube um, And you can just go to YouTube and type in Tripping on Legends and if you see the creepy zombie um, or my beautiful co-host then you will um, know you're in the right place
1: Cool, cool, cool. So how'd you get a, a woman to go out with you, by the way? I was just curious. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Are you asking how nice. I got a woman to go
1: out with me or how I got
3: a woman to go out legend tripping with? Because yeah, legend tripping. That's what thing. I meant. Of course. Um, Natalie is a, an amazing uh, researcher. Uh, she can find anything. Like, the needle in the haystack, the haystack doesn't exist. Like, she... Is a laser when it comes to finding stuff, and she's very motivated. And she and I'm not, so uh, when I find something, I kind of shoot her something, you know, via text or something. And within an hour, she's got all this information that she found out about it. Like,
4: really,
3: has put a call into somebody. I mean, she really. So she's kind of like the beating heart of this. I'm, the, I'm a, maybe I'm the soul, but she's definitely the. The heart of it in terms of like she and you know, she loves to go out and experience those things as well and is, had an interest in the paranormal but never really knew anyone that was involved in it, so oh, it was a really good find for me.
1: Yeah, that sounds I would definitely have a check it out, you know. I, like I said, I saw a couple of notices on Facebook, is, which is one of the reasons I contacted you, and uh, uh, so I will definitely check it out because I love all that stuff. I'll let,
3: Cool. Well, you know, I've I've had the
1: site, actually, So I think since 2010, I've had the site. I just wasn't
3: doing much. Really? Really? Um, and then I decided it was like, yeah, it was, well, you know, I used to have uh, Massachusetts Colonel McCross Road. And I took that, that down. Yep. Yeah, It was a horrible site. Um, it was. And, was and site. I, <laughs> it was You know, it was one of the first, so I really used to have that to say for it. But, uh, but you know, everybody I took that there. down. I just have to right. say
2: that. Yes. <laughs>
3: You know, it's really it's incredible because you know this site is fairly new. My main my main hit, like the entryway into my my tripping on legends, oddly enough, is Wikipedia um, for an article about puck wedgies that I wrote that they quote and stuff like that. Wow. And um, and I look at the numbers and I'm like, wow! Back in the day, I used to get like a thousand, two thousand, three thousand hits in the off season, and now I'm like, oh my word, ten people found my site today. <laughs> um, so it's one of those. <laughs> Yay! So it's it's one of those things that's growing and it's growing exponentially. And it's um, you know I I put out some feelers for some stories just like the other day, and all of a sudden I'm getting tons and tons of emails. And I'm remembering that feeling of that rush of finding something, some nugget that no one else has, and kind of uh, you know kind of looking at it and investigating it, and then going out and actually experiencing it. So that feeling in and of itself is kind of worth it. Um, but, it's, but it's small and it's growing. And, you know, our goal is to put out one episode, whether it's an actual us out there or, or, a, or a how-to kind of episode and, and kind of looking at what are these stories that we're finding and what they might mean and what's our process going to be. So, you know, it is also a podcast about, you know, how do you do this kind of stuff as well. So it's a how-to and a, you oh, know, cool. creep you out
1: kind of thing. So we'll put it up on our page, Ann, will we?
2: It is up right now. Look
1: at that. Hi, she's, she's so trying. efficient.
2: So efficient. That's why you've kept me around so long. Not <laughs> just too lazy to get anybody <laughs> That's <else>. true. <laughs> Tomorrow I'll have 12 hits. Yeah, there, <laughs> so you I'm go. there you go. Hey, we have far reaches, man.
3: I, I know, I know. 15 so. hits. <laughs> but, many. you know, the funny thing is, is like, you know, I, I have been out of the limelight. I've been working with, the, you know, the radio show Spooky South Coast, booking guests and kind of doing some things with that. But I've pretty much been off the radar for at least, like, six years. And I really thought it would be difficult to get back in because when I was into it, I, I was in Massachusetts. I knew the area. Um, I knew all those people kind of pre-Ghost Hunters TV shows. You know, you have to kind of split things into pre-Ghost Hunters and post. And I had a really good support and, and I thought, oh, this is going to be really hard to kind of start from scratch again with no name recognition, no kind of thing driving it. Um, and I'm kind of like, you know, it, it, like I said, it's small, but um, I'm finding it not as difficult as I thought to be relevant because I don't think there are a lot of people out there doing what I'm doing. So uh, I'm hoping that. The people that are doing what I'm doing will connect with me when I want to connect with them.
1: I'm very open about things like that.
3: And, um, and that it kind of
1: gains momentum. You still touch with uh, Jeff Belanger? Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, and and
1: uh, yeah, I was and curious because, kind of, because he, he has this legend tripping thing that he does for PBS. And you know, I was curious, right. uh, you know, what. You know, I,
3: I, um, I want, <laughs> you know, there's always that hesitation to tell Jeff anything. <laughs> because he is so, um, he's so pragmatic, uh, and he's so, um, uh, he's so, uh, uh, you know, straightforward and like, well, what's, what's his purpose? What does it do? Like he's, you know, he's, he's very businesslike when it comes to that, uh, which most people don't realize because he's so funny and so, so, you know, connects with people so well. But he's very much like, nope, that's silly. Don't do that. And so I told him about it and he kind of sat back, you know, and he, his, his only comment was, why didn't you call it Legend Tripping? I'm like, well, because it's got to have, like, a cute name. It's got to have, like, a funny name, like, tripping on Legends. Like, I'm out there actually tripping on the tripping whole process on, right, of doing right, it. Yeah, I got it. And it was like, yeah, yeah, go forward with that. Send, send me a link. So, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <That's>, <laughs> yeah,
3: to, not get, to not get the, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That's a, to not that's get that. That's an endorsement, uh, it, I think. <laughs> that was an, that is an endorsement. So, I'm like, okay, I'm going to put a big thing on the site, Jeff Belanger, seal of approval. So
2: Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There
1: you yeah. go. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, the, the, you've got two of them out on the video route, right? Yeah, two of them out. Episode
3: one is um, us explaining uh, our first legend trip that we went on on Halloween Eve uh, and kind of telling, like, what we're all about. And the second episode is us kind of, you know, presenting a few of these investigations or these, these trips that we might go on um, and kind of, you know, the other good thing about Natalie as a co-host is, is that she has no paranormal vocabulary whatsoever okay. um, and so she's kind of almost like the voice of the audience being like okay wait a now slow down for a second Like, now you gotta explain what a tulpa is mm-hmm. um, and that and, and having to explain things to her and her reactions to them is part of the fun of the podcast but it's also really helps solidify like what I think about the paranormal and the direction the show's going in direction the site's going in so um, she's invaluable in that way too. Mm,
1: cool. So the, have you uh,
2: already have you uh, already planned out your first stop?
1: That was. I was just going to ask.
2: Oh well, there you go. <laughs> it's like a cool. Well, it's like stuff going on. Yeah.
3: Our our <laughs> plan is um, we're going to do things that are within kind of four hours of where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when you're talking New England, that means maybe you can visit 12 states um, <laughs> in, <laughs> that, <Probably>. in that. Probably. <laughs>
4: yeah. Um
3: yeah. And this is like we might get to Orlando from where we are um, because we're so far south. But, I mean, so we have – there's a really interesting uh, story we want to follow up on that actually was first featured in that book, Ghostly Adventures, which is about this pair of paranormal pants um, (laughs) in Holiday, Florida,
4: um,
3: that the people of this town (laughs) – the people of this town, um, you know, the the person who told me the story for the book – Uh, is a paranormal investigator, and she said she was kind of at a bar one night, and, you know, someone opened up to her about, yeah, well, you know, one time on this road uh, I saw these pants, and they were just these ghostly pants, and they were walking down this (laughs) path. And someone overheard and said, no, no, I know about that story too, and I experienced Uh it. And and then they started telling their story. And so this kind of went on, and she was getting these people who were responding to it, and then she experienced it herself uh, a few years later, her and her son. And so I was like, you know what, that sounds like a really cool thing to do. And, and, you know, it was (laughs) that story is interesting because um, as I'm telling the story to Natalie, she's like, oh, you mean like the Dr. Seuss book? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she reminded me of a Dr. Seuss book where uh, I think it's called uh, Why I Was Afraid of It or, or something like that about a character who is trying to get home through the dark woods, and constantly is seeing these pair of pants, which seem to be stalking.
2: I've never and heard of that. talk to Sue's book, but if you say so, <laughs> it's it, it it. And
3: well the, the crazy thing is, and, and this is kind of, um, you know, something I want to get into a little bit is that she said that, and I all of a sudden had the worst childhood um, um chill of my life. Um, you know, when something happened and. <laughs> I used to have parents. They were leather pants. They fit me quite well. No, I... um. Why? When, you know, like, when something happens, and usually it's a smell, right? You smell something, yeah. and you automatically transform back to when you were a child.
4: Right.
3: Um, and a very vivid memory pops up. But if that memory is a really bad memory, like, for me, it, it happened when someone took a fresh, uh, French press out once. And I remember when I broke my dad's French press, and I got up, and I just seen that... <sighs> that like thing going down automatically brought me and I totally forgotten about it when she brought up these pants I remembered one of the most um, vivid um, nightmares of my childhood and I can only associate it with having read that book because I can see the dream still in my head you know it's got to be 35 years later I can still see the dream in my head and the dream in the dream it's the pants from the book and it really, like, when she said it, it really freaked me out because all of a sudden, boom, that dream came right into my head. And it really freaked me out, me when I had had this dream. And, and sometimes I would close my eyes and I would still see the green pants and the green pale pants yes. walking around. And when she finally was able to find the book and show me the pictures, I was like, that, that, that's my nightmare. That, that oh. was the nightmare that I had. Okay,
2: and, so I, I just Googled this book. I'm sorry. Go ahead, finish. hmm Oh, no, you no, done? you
3: finish. You You have the factual details now to my my
4: story.
2: So, yeah, I've never heard of this Dr. Seuss book. It's called What Was I Scared Of? That is indeed the title. And it says uh, Dr. Seuss entertains while he imparts lessons about life. Well, he always does that. Um, So the narrator uh, worries about the green pants standing empty in the woods. Everywhere he goes, the green pants seem to show up. They both hide in the same snide bush, and the narrator discover, discovers I was just as strange to him as he was strange to me. So that's that's really funny. I, I wow, I'll have to get this. Yeah, I
3: mean the ultimate story of the thing is they were both scared of each other. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? And we're the green pants. So the green pants. But like what I'm green finding pants. is, is as I'm as I'm doing this new project, that kind of thing keeps happening. Um, there's something kind of serendipitous about what we're exploring. You know, uh, I'll give you an example this week on spooky South coast. We had a guest who was talking about haunted bridges mm-hmm. and there were some very specific words that he said or phrases that he said, well, Sunday, in response to kind of some of my field emails, I get three different stories about haunted bridges, mm-hmm. um, and in some of those articles and in some of the responses are the like the exact same words that this guest had said. Um the number sixty four, which is my football number, keeps appearing constantly in my research. Um and so I really kind of feel like this is drawing sign. me back. It's kind of saying like I should be doing this.
4: Exactly.
1: <laughs> divine, divine sign.
2: Here's your sign. Yeah, and, Here's your sign. and <laughs> even
1: and even kind of the spark of this
3: whole thing was us exploring this haunted train in Venice, Florida.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And I'd want to do this. And you can read the whole story uh, up on the site. But I had wanted to do this for years. Because it only, only happens on Halloween. And I was never able to get out there. I was never able to do it. Even though it's only about an hour away. I was never able to check the story out or to actually try to experience it.
4: <clears throat>
3: and I put something out there. That was basically kind of like a call to all my friends saying, you know, am I stupid to be doing ghost stuff? Should I be spending my time writing about other stuff? I saw that. Yeah. um, Yeah. yeah, That was like, you know, like maybe a week before Halloween. And then almost in in response, um, the first thing that happened is I started. um, I'm a big believer in, because I used to do this on the radio, and now you do it with your iPod. No one, and I don't know if anyone's ever documented this or done this, but, you know, the uh, parapsychology experiment with the random number generator. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: I've never understood why no one has really conducted a test using an iPod. Where, if you have, now I've got, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your outlook, I DJ some of my high school, some of my middle school Mm dances. And, of course, my kids are always up on, like, whatever is, like, the newest thing that's out. So I have upwards at any time of 500 songs on my iPod. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't why why has no one ever done an experiment where you just think about the next song that you want on? Think about it, just randomly. You think about the next song that comes on, that comes on,
4: That's you know,
3: and kind a, of like dying, doing some kind pills. of. It has been done because I haven't yes, heard anything it about it. So yeah. beautiful. That started happening to me like the few days leading up to it. I would want to hear a song, and then boom, that song would come on my iPod. And like I said, I've got hundreds and hundreds of songs.
4: Right,
3: and then I yeah. was. Um, I was working one of the dances, and I was doing concessions. And someone handed me a two-dollar bill to pay for their food.
4: Hmm.
3: I haven't seen a two-dollar bill in years. I probably I haven't know, seen a yeah. $2 bill since two thousand, right?
4: Hmm. But
3: a two-dollar bill is vital to the legend of this haunted train. Oh wow! And this Another was
4: sign.
3: right. This was Friday. This was Friday night. And Monday was Halloween, and so I was like, "I'm definitely being told to do it." And like I said, that kind of stuff is happening a lot with this new project, so it makes me cool. feel as if something in there
1: wants me to be doing this.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. so pay attention, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the thing that you were talking about, but it's not exactly that it had to do with an iPod. Uh, what they did is they, they actually discovered that uh, when they did uh, PSI experiments at like Rhine and, and even in mm-hmm. the uh, U.K., uh, they would have some of the uh, uh, receivers, the people that, that received the, the messages, uh, and they would have that where they would be able to tell the next card in other words, they were right. always like a card behind. Uh, so, you know that, that we do. Ha- there is some evidence of that happening. So, uh, right, and that's uh, why I was
3: like, like, yeah. And they would also have the random number generator, where the person would think about the word, and the yeah. number would, would and random numbers would flash. And if their number flashed out, now that was like I think they had like one to a million or something, like crazy, yeah. num- you know, astronomical numbers. Yeah, so just, I was like, like, "Why haven't we had experiments where people are doing that with their iPods with phones? because it's readily available; it's right there." Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, are we? Aren't, you know, I, I think that happens a lot when when people use uh, the ghost and a hack shack. I mean, basically, mm-hmm. they they hear what they they want to hear. Otherwise, they almost generate what they they want to hear. Right.
3: Yeah, and, and I think that you know, it, it's. I just find it extremely. Um Encouraging, I guess, that um, and, and I'm starting to kind of explain this idea to Natalie, who's starting to experience it as well, is that you know when you um, when you get into this stuff, those kind of things start to happen, uh, or you just start to notice it, and it's always been there, you know, like the white car syndrome, right um, mm-hmm. and And um, I'm kind of following those paths, and that's part of kind of what this this uh, this journey is also is being like, you know what? I don't have a path, but this is kind of telling me making me feel like I should go this way, but so that's the way that I'm going to go so it, it's I have a feeling that people who are very scientific based and are looking for that, might not enjoy what we're doing. But I think that most paranormal investigators, as well as most people, kind of like that story, just maybe they've forgotten that they did
1: mm-hmm. i I kind of agree
4: with you
2: that's a good analogy, yeah, definitely. There's so many things that you're like. You get rekindled. You get rekindled. I think.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think that. I mean, that it's when you, um, you know, when you put out kind of your, um, you put out your tile, whatever they say, when, when you're when you're starting a paranormal group or, or whatever it is. Most people tend to start with the places that are around them that are famously haunted. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that, um, I think that paranormal investigators are kind of the 21st century. Uh, adders to folklore, so I really actually don't think they take away for anything. I think that they have made certain places um, seem as if they're more haunted, or at least be in our conscience. Our conscience is being haunted, and therefore, kind of like they've added a level to the mythology or the folklore of a place. And so, I think like. Um, even the, the way they've approached it, and so I became like fascinated with paranormal groups, studying paranormal groups too, and seeing kind of like the dynamics that were going on with them and what they were adding to investigations too. So I think that'll probably end up being part of it as well. Though we're really looking for places that most people don't know about,
1: right? Yeah, I, I, I do that. It's it's I've investigated places that have actually had never had any stories or anything. It just select the place and talk to them, and they say, well, you know, and that we, we've done it. Uh, and I find those more enjoyable. But uh, going back to what you were saying earlier, I, I've noticed, like, for instance, the Hooten Mansion, we were the, the first to investigate it. We, when we went in right. there the first time, it was changed so much over the years. Now, I, I think that is uh, a lot to do with you know, open it up to paranormal investigating, you'll get hundreds and hundreds of investigators in. Well, there seems to be different spirits that are in there now that were never there originally. There's different stories mm-hmm. in there now that were never there before. So I, I think that's, you know, what you're talking about, how you're adding to alleging. No, exactly. and actually I was going to say, in a great example, this is the Houghton Mansion. <laughs> so That's <was>
3: actually the <laughs> example I was going to use of... A- of a place that was really on no one's radar, except for um, people like you out there doing the good work, and, and then it was um, the next level of people were you know the people who were into what you were doing, and so they were going there, um, and each of them has kind of added a level of mystique to that location until all of a sudden now it's on television, and that changed it. And I do really think like if there are ghosts out there, if these are real things, and you're connecting with them, then that's got to be seen by other things. I mean, we have I have I have. Um, you know, physical evidence of um, of other ghosts going places just because investigators were there, EVPs that said, I'm here too, and, 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 and um, the nature of a haunting uh, in a place changing once investigators have been in there, uh, almost as if, you know, a, a sign's been put out saying, you know, Edith Joes, and, and people feel like, okay, people are paying attention there, let's go there. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and then also, you know, the energy and the perspective and also the... the um, abilities that any of these investigators, be they psychic or science-based or both, mm-hmm. um, bring to that place. You know that also kind of changes the atmosphere of the location too.
1: Yeah, and and even just in what you do. I mean, uh, there are times when I do investigations that I, I believe that we make contact with spirits that have nothing to do with the place, nothing to do with the, you know, the the location or the people. It's what I call street ghosts, and th- those are ones that just. Tend to come in because they realize that someone is attempting to contact the other side uh, and they're just curious or that maybe they have something to say. But in reality, they were never there, but it's like a moth to a flame. The light goes on and they soon say, hey, what's going on here? So Transient. Uh, I think. Right. I mean, there,
3: there was a, a spirit. I was working with uh, the psychic Jackie Barrett, mm-hmm. and um, she had been working on a case in Pennsylvania, I believe it was. And a spirit, obviously didn't have Ron's famous ghost juice, ghost yeah. repellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, Van <Helsing> uh, <laughs> special <laughs> her. special blend? Thank you. Thank a special blend special <laughs> blend. <laughs> 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 followed her. Yeah, followed her. You know, it took me so long to get that cross out of my windshield, by the way, that you put on there. But oh, it was you. your special blend. So. Um, <laughs> but she, she, had a, uh, she had a spirit follow her when she went to go do a stay-on uh, for fun, because the, the investigation was really intense. For fun, she went to the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast, and then uh, that spirit seemed to have followed her and stayed there. Um, because then I have, you know, other ones saying, I don't know why, but I've got the spirit. It's different. It keeps knocking over a book, and it was Jackie Barrett's book, which he you know, didn't even really know about her. And, um, you know, it, it, that that's kind of, to me, evidence that these things do follow us and also are attracted to places where uh, people are paying attention.
1: Right. So, unfortunately, that's the uh, do which means pizza from the dead is here, and we've got a wrap-up show. Uh, you've been listening to Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and Rod Cole again. Our special guest, Chris Belzano. So, uh, anything you got in closing there, Chris? You'd like to mention? Um, no, like I'd, I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear your
3: stories. You can contact me uh, at Spooky Tripping. At gmail.com, or you can go to the website or the YouTube and comment. And that's the best, probably, way to get in contact with me right now.
1: So there you go. Awesome.
2: I will put that on our Facebook page as well. Beautiful. And I really appreciate you guys
3: having me on. It's always good to to reconnect with you guys.
2: It's great to talk to you, Chris.
1: Yeah, I kind of miss your face. And, And by the way, for those who don't know, Chris is probably the most authority on puck wedgies. If you don't know what a puck wedge is, is, look it up.
3: And I'm good to know that after 15 years, you can pronounce that word correctly, too. So this has been a night of joy. If nothing, just to hear you
2: say those two words. No, he still
1: can't. So, so Chris, we wish you the best of luck with your new project. And uh, uh, keep on uh, tripping, and uh, maybe you'll find something.
3: Excellent. Thank you very much for having me on, guys. Have a great night.
1: Yep. You bye, too, Chris.
2: Chris. Take care. Hi. Right. Bye bye. Oh, bye. So there you go. Here. Another
1: show down the tubes.
2: Yep. 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 But uh that was a that was a good one because I mean it's been so long since we talked to Chris. And right. so it was, it was it was nice to I'm glad he's getting back into the field. He's been gone a long time.
1: I think so too. And uh I wanna to mention too, by the way, uh next year I will be off in another course in Paranormal C S I. Uh, that's the one I taught at uh northern essex for several years and uh if you contact circles of wisdom on my website uh you'll get all the information it is and egos com. the letter and the letter egos com. so till next time peace and light
2: great to talk to you all and if you want to catch our christmas special it is up on right. uh ebc tv because it was awesome it's awesomely funny and it's it's you'll enjoy it uh www.ebctv.org. Look for Ghost Chronicles on the video on demand playlist. Look for our Christmas special. Oh,
1: you could go check it out at uh, OMG.com. Yeah, because that's what. Really. Up. Good night. God bless.
2: Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening.
0: From ghoulies to ghosties, long leggedy beasties, and things that go bump. In the night, deliver us, good Lord. (music)